Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to the second episode of Back in the Day. Hope this week is finding you well. Hope you're getting through it okay. Um, <laughs> I've been having a, a bit of an up and down week, to be honest. I've had a bit of weird shit happen to me. I just, wait, I'll tell you this quick story about, I just went to the shops. Oh my God, goodness, it was the most, uh, easily the most embarrassing trip I've ever had to the fucking shops in my life, I think. So I've had, if you can't tell, I've got this chronic hay fever at the moment and it's killing me. Not unusual for me, not unnatural. I get it all the time. It's a real pain in the ass. Now, so so apologies if there's a bit of sniffling and shit like that. (laughs) I just said that because I did just sniffle. So anyway, as you know, I'm not currently working like as much as I'd like to be. So you want to budget your money, you know. So I made a little list of the essentials that I had to get from the shop. Bread, Coke Zero, some cheese, some ham. I'm set. I like to go down in the shops, you know, I like to get in and out quick, I don't like to fuck around, I want to get out of there, but I've got this chronic hay fever, so I went down, and it was all good, I didn't sneeze or anything, and then right when I got to the register to pay for the stuff, I could feel that, that tickle up in the nostrils, I'm going, oh shit, here we go, here we go, it's going to happen, isn't it, and I let out two of these huge fucking, like, achoo, achoo, and I couldn't be more embarrassed, I'm like, oh my god, but I didn't realise, right? <laughs> There's this old bird behind me. You know, she's got like the cream cardigan thing on. And uh, and she starts like screaming at me. She's like, Rona, Rona. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, no, sorry. I just, I've got hay fever allergies. Rona, Rona. And I'm getting so embarrassed. I'm getting all, you know, flustered. And I'm looking at the chick on the register. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't, I don't have Rona. You know, <laughs> so, and then I'm just trying to pay this, this this old bird. She's still like, Rona, you've got Rona. I'm like, fuck, 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 just here, take the FBOS card. And the, and then I'm like, I'm thinking, you got to understand here in West, Western Australia, they haven't had a local case for like over a year or whatever. So the risk of it is very minimal here, which, you know, we're very lucky for that. But I'm thinking everyone's kind of on the same page with this. And then I look, and the girl on the register is, like, holding the FPOS machine, like, two feet away from her fucking body while I wait to scare. I'm like, oh, God, she's not on my side either. And this old bird's like, Rona, Rona, fucking Rona. So I scan it, and then she puts the stuff, you know, the shopping in the bag and kind of does the same thing with the bag, just, like, distances from herself as much as she can and then just lets me come and get it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm walking out of the shops and I look back and I'm, Completely flustered, you know. I'm embarrassed as shit. I can't believe this. Thank God it was the morning and, and, you know, not many people were there. But then I look back <laughs> and this old bird, God bless her, she's just standing there shaking her head. And the girl on the register's just look at me, looking at me as I slink away. And I'm like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> so that's kind of the week I've been having. My foot's fucked as well. I've done a tendon in my foot, so it's all happening this week. But hey, look. That's just life. You've got a soldier on. But I wanted to share that funny little story with you before we jump into the podcast. So what are we going to be talking about on Back in the Day today? Well, I've been thinking a lot about a couple of weeks ago on PS Plus, there was a Final Fantasy VII remake. So I jumped back in and replayed it. Now, good get, by the way, if you, well, the chance is gone now. If you if you got it in your library and you haven't played it, highly recommend playing it. But so I was sitting there, and it made me want to replay it when it popped up on PS Plus, and it got me thinking about the nature of remakes. There's this really big trend in the video games industry at the moment to remake the classic games, 
and it got me thinking because Final Fantasy Seven, I was thinking about it. To me, was is a the pinnacle of game remakes. And then I really thought about it. I go, hang on, well, is Final Fantasy Seven actually really a remake? I don't want to go into specifics about Final Fantasy, and I don't want to spoil anything. But at the end of that remake, I felt that it is going to end up going off in its own kind of direction. It will be its own thing that plays heavily off the original Final Fantasy VII. Now, when I first played Final Fantasy VII Remake, I just assumed that was the way the story was. I'd never played Final Fantasy VII before. But it was that good that it made me go back and want to play the original. So I wanted to see if that kind of works with other games, whether the originals inspire you to get the remakes, whether remakes make you want to go back and play the originals, and whether or not we really need all these remakes of classic games. So the first one I wanted to jump into, look, we're going to go through a few of them, but the first one I really wanted to touch on, because it's pretty recent, is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, because that came out, I can't remember, it might have been August, something like that last year. And it was something I really looked forward to. It had been rumoured for ages, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Pro Skater remake. And anyone that's around my age that grew up on gaming, 30, 28 years old, around that kind of era, you've got to be familiar (laughs) with this series and how good these first two games were when they came out on PS1. They blew my mind. No, Everyone thought, this can't be done, you know, skateboarding game. It's going to be shit. And I just remember spending endless hours sitting there doing the two-minute runs, the free skate. When t- when Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 came out and it had the creator park, me and my cousin used to fucking build parks on that thing nonstop. I remember summers sitting up at, like, our grandma's house. You know, you should be out there playing. Fuck that. Get the PlayStation out. We were making parks, having a great time, having a ball. Even number one didn't have the creator park, but it's just so iconic. Whenever you turn it on and you had, like, Goldfinger playing Superman. That track is just intrinsically linked to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So when they did announce the remake and when it came out, I was, yeah, of course I was going to snaffle it up, but I wasn't expecting anything too great from it. But when they they really delivered, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remake, really delivered on modernizing the series whilst keeping that core gameplay. It didn't try to go for anything fancy. It didn't try to introduce any crazy new mechanics. They did put in... So if you go through Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 in the remake, you can manual, you can revert, stuff like that. They are welcome additions. They're just nice touches to modernize the series a little bit, bring it into this new era. But what is so good about this remake... Compared to the original, this is one that actually did require a remake. It had been so old that those games are basically, the originals are basically unplayable. <laughs> you can't go, but even if you have the system, yeah, you can go back and play them. But by modern standards, the controls, the graphics, they're just so lackluster. They're so frustrating to play. For me, they were. Anyway, when I played the replayed the originals, the control scheme and everything just feels so clunky, so heavy. The way the your skater moves is just so clunky, so heavy as well. So this was a series that could really benefit from a remake. But I thought they there was a possibility that they could really fuck it up. Now, Vicarious Visions did the remake. And God, what a good job they've done here. Whilst they kept that core gameplay, they did throw in 
new additions, new tweaks that only added to it. And this is what the perfect remake does. It actually makes you feel the way you felt when you played the game originally. That's how it is with a lot of these nostalgic things. You go, fuck, that game was so good. Diddy Kong Racing or Mario Kart or whatever it was back in the day. And you've got this picture of it in your mind. But if you go back and play the originals, you just realize how rough they are. But this makes you feel the way you felt like when you were first playing those games. Like everything from the character models are fantastic, but they've thrown in new skaters to play as. They've got new songs. Obviously, there was licensing issues with trying to get all the original artists, all the original tracks back on the remake. So yeah, it was going to be pretty tough. But when they couldn't get the ones that they wanted, like every single one they got, they got a lot of them. They got a lot of the soundtrack, the original soundtrack back on there. But they put in new songs, great tracks, songs I'd never heard of before. And I'm like, fuck, you know, this is a good track. Now I've got a whole playlist from it. So that's the way you really do a remake without changing the core aspect of the gameplay. Because that's what it is. That's what Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is all about. It's that gameplay loop, that that score chasing, the trick attacks. Even the online, like, yeah, it was nothing spectacular, but it is fun to go on and just fool around with other people trying to do get high scores, stuff like that. I wish there was a free skate mode, but they added to... They do have, the remake does have their own creator park function, which is fucking awesome. Fooled around with it for a bit. You can always go back and, you know, people keep adding new parks. So there's always something else to play. These are all the additions that they added without changing the core of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. So, and I really hope, unfortunately, I think, uh, I can't remember, Vicarious Visions, they might have got snatched up by EA, something like that, or I can't remember something was going on with Vicarious Visions, the developer who essentially brought this remake to life. So I don't know what's going to happen if there's going to be a Tony Hawk 3 remake. That'd be awesome too. And I think now this this remake's proven that you can do it. You can do it faithful while modernizing the game, bring it to a modern audience, and you don't have to sell out. But you do have to put in... That's what really made the difference is that while they retained all that gameplay, they maintained the core of the game. They didn't shoot for something different, try to bring in new people. Either you liked it or you didn't. Such a, such a solid, solid remake. Even if you haven't played the originals, you should jump in, check it out. It's a lot of uh, arcade fun. It's not a realistic skating simulator. Surely you, anyone who's even remotely interested in skate games would know that if you followed the Tony Hawk series throughout its lifespan up to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, which was a... oh absolute abomination but you would know that they're always arcadey kind of skating games they're not really realistic skate sims or something like that anyway so that, i wanted to bring up tony Hawk pro skater one and two the remake first because it essentially to me really is like a perfect remake it brings some great additions some nice tweaks but doesn't alter what made the series so great in the first place so that is one I wanted to get out out of the way straight away. And I, I kind of wanted to get it out of the way because it is such a good example of how a remake is done compared to, say, some of the others I'll bring up, which we're going to do right now. I spoke about this game in the Ethereal Gaming podcast actually this week. But game, a remake game like Mario 3D All-Stars... Now, apart from what Nintendo has done with that game, the limiting the limited time release 
taking it off store shelves, making it only available for six months. That's a whole entire thing by itself. If you want to know what I think about that, go check out the podcast. I've got an opinion on it there. But the game itself, fuck, it's so shit. Like, And it, it got me. It completely got me. It cashed in on my nostalgia. It's this what I was saying about Tony Hawk. You remember these games in your mind a certain way, that magical feeling. The first time you played them, you're like, I can't believe things like this can exist. I can go to worlds like this in Super Mario 64. And that was a huge gaming experience for me back in whenever it was, 1996. That really, like Super Mario 64 really cemented my love of games. So of course you want to go back and revisit it. Nintendo's been so shit with backwards compatibility of like a virtual console or anything, considering I pretty much skipped out on all of Nintendo's consoles from the 64 onwards up to a Switch. So I'm someone who's dying for a virtual console. I want to replay Ocarina of Time. I want to replay Majora's Mask and Super Mario 64. So when this came out, yeah, it's not ideal, but of course I was going to jump into it. I wanted to replay these games. And they are just so fucking dated. Whereas something like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, they maintain the core of the game and the gameplay. But something like this, it is literally just taking the copy of the 64 game and pasting it on a Switch cartridge. It's so shit. There is no graphical up-res, nothing like that. There's no even even different camera options. The 64 was so limited in what it could do and the way it could handle camera controls. And it was the first implementation of it, really, for the Nintendo in a 3D environment. And it was just so, so dated. It's the first prototype of something, you know. Now we are in 2020, 2021. We know how to do camera controls. Why could you not put a little bit of money little bit of time, a little bit of effort to go in and adjust those for people that want to experience these classic games. But they're modern gamers. They're used to things like a good camera. They're used to things like, you know, just a higher quality of graphics. Yeah, I don't want you to do a complete remake of these games with, you know, 4K, 60 frames per second, immaculate new graphics and completely redesign everything but you can up it a little bit surely that isn't a big deal for a developer to do and it's with these classic ips that nintendo just doesn't seem to give a fuck and i just remember being so hyped for this when it got announced i was like oh man i can't wait to jump in and i was expecting something like tony hawk's pro skater i was expecting something like spyro reignited or crash bandicoot insane trilogy where they do tweak these little things that haven't aged so well in gaming, like cameras, like controls, little bit of graphical resolution updating. like, And it just doesn't there. They don't do anything like that. And it was such a big disappointment. So to me, Mario 3D All-Stars is the perfect example of how not to do a remake, regardless of however well the game sold, and how much people claim to love it. And if you do, that's good for you. I'm not here to change your mind. I want to love these games again too. But they're just so fucking rough. You might as well, if you've still got your Nintendo 64, you might as well get the old cartridge out and plug the fucking game in and play it that way. It, there is no difference. And it's such a shame. Because this is a real opportunity 
with such legendary games, such legendary IPs as like Mario, Super Mario 64, to bring them to a whole new audience that could fall in love with these games. Just such a shame the way Nintendo do their classic games like this. Anyway, so I wanted to start off with those two, Tony Hawk and Mario 3D All-Stars, to kind of compare the perfect way, I reckon, to do a remake and the really shithouse way to do a remake. So that's why we're starting off with those two. But now, while I, I did spend a bit of time speaking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, that remake, I wanted to address, I think, the best developer at, make, at doing remakes is Bluepoint Studios. They are absolutely phenomenal because they also have two, in my mind, basically perfect remakes. You have, they remade Shadow of the Colossus, the amazing Team Eco game that came out. I think it was like 2008. It would have been around about then. If you don't know Shadow of the Colossus, it's like you play as this character. You go around, you have to slay giant beasts. You climb over them and kill them, etc., etc. I don't want to go into a whole story analysis about it, but it is a phenomenal game. And now, if you haven't played it, I recommend playing it. And I recommend playing the Bluepoint version, the one that came out, I think it was 2015, 16, something like that. It's an amazing version of the game. And they just do the perfect remake, nothing too flashy. They add the perfect graphical, you know, resolution, fidelity. I keep mixing <laughs> resolution. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They made the graphics fucking good. They made the controls better. They put in alternate control schemes. So you can still play Shadow of the Colossus the way it was when it came out. But you don't have to. They modernize the controls. They give you that option. That's why they're so good at this kind of thing, Bluepoint Studios. And they just lovingly create these little tweaks and additions and modernization, but don't change the core gameplay. And we can we can look at this now, even today. One that's come out really, really recently and is a fucking phenomenal game is Demon Souls on PS5. Now, I never played the original it was on PS3. It was an exclusive to PS3. It's kind of harder to get than, say, Dark Souls or something like that, especially now since Dark Souls has been remastered. But Demon Souls was always a bit of a, a niche thing. And I, I never got into it. I never was into Souls early, which is unfortunate for me. But now I love the Souls series. But I've watched all the videos of Demon Souls. Once I got into Dark Souls, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could have played the first one, you know, the one that came out and kind of kicked the whole thing off, which is Demon Cells. So I watched a lot of videos on it, and oh my god, what Bluepoint have done here with Demon Cells is fucking phenomenal. How good does that game look on the PlayStation 5? It looks fucking amazing. And again, obviously this is a complete remake. This isn't just going in, taking the original file and adding some differences. They really have basically... You could almost call Demon Souls for for PlayStation Five a new game, but I mean it isn't. It but it's just it's that much of a difference between the graphics, the, how much smoother they've made the controls. They've added different animations for all the characters, for the attacks. It's such a mammoth effort the Blue Point put into this remake, and it is essentially perfect as as far as remakes go. The sound everything and they do the same things here where they add the right amount of changes without changing the core gameplay without trying to come in and reinvent the wheel they just do everything really solid 
They, th- they throw in a couple of like Easter eggs, a few little new things that you've got to kind of go out of your way to look for. So it makes it enticing. You go, oh, there is some new stuff here. But the game, they don't change the core of it. And the new stuff is good. It makes you go, oh, man, I remember when I played this game, blah, 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 and I found, fuck, this wasn't here. It makes it exciting. Now, obviously, I don't know what was in the original Demon Souls. I have to look all that up after when I played the game. But to know that they've gone that extra mile to make it something special, even though it is a remake, and to keep the integrity of the original title, to mix those two things while making this game and pull it off is really, really impressive. Blue Point Studios, I just got to say, well, we were talking about in the Ethereal Gaming podcast this week, sorry, about how good Xbox are doing, acquiring studios, etc., and Sony are fucking up. Sony, oh my God, go out and acquire Bluepoint Studios. Why not give them a chance to make their own IP, their own game? They are an absolute phenomenal studio. I can't believe Microsoft as well, with all the money they've got, I can't believe someone hasn't gone out and acquired Bluepoint Studios. But yes, they have made basically two perfect remakes. And I wanted to bring that, them, I kind of wanted to highlight Bluepoint Studios just as a prime example of how good a developer, how good of a publisher, sorry, they don't get their games, they don't publish their own games, I mean, they are a developer. How good that developer, like, sorry, man, this guy's mowing his fucking lawn, my God, Minky Abastardo, fuck me. Anyway, yes, Bluepoint Studios, they're phenomenal. And I can't believe someone hasn't snaffled them up. And if, you, <laughs> if you're a developer or something out there and you ever want a perfect remake of your game, you need to go hire Bluepoint. So now we've spent a bit of time focusing on a studio that really does remakes very, very well. But let's focus on a studio, a developer, a publisher that perhaps doesn't <laughs> do remakes any justice at all. These two that I'm about to bring up, They're not as bad, I don't think, as, say, Mario 3D All-Stars. They're not complete copy-and-paste jobs. But they are so boldly mediocre that it's almost insulting to the original games that they are trying to remake. I'm speaking of THQ Nordic, the developer, the publisher that have gone around and been just absolutely pillaging game IPs. They've got a whole stock of all these games that they've... I'm guessing their plan is to remake, resell, and that's how they're going to, you know, turn a profit. No problem. That I'm fine with that, except they have to be of a certain quality. These ones are just not. I'm speaking of Kingdoms of Amula, Amula Re-Reckoning, and SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Now, SpongeBob in particular, I never played too much of Kingdom of Amula Re-Reckoning. The original was meant to be a really in-depth RPG, high fantasy type game. And it just didn't grab me at the time. That was right before I really went into a huge RPG kick, which is a shame because from all reports, the original game is actually something pretty phenomenal that just didn't seem to really take off, which is unfortunate. So when I heard the news of a remaster for that, I was all in until the reviews came out. But we'll get to that. First, I want to speak about SpongeBob, the battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. What an absolute disappointment this game was i'm pretty sure it was a playstation 2 that it originally came out on the original game just spongebob battle for bikini bottom because i remember getting that i think it was off some pirated disc from bali that i got (laughs) that i brought back to play on the playstation 2 and i'd run out of all these other games that i was playing i'd gone through all my little collection that i got from overseas 
and SpongeBob was just sitting there, like, this is going to be shit. It's a it's a TV game tie-in, you know, TV games, uh, TV show games or movie games. They're just not good. Generally, they're very bad. They're sellout shit, basically. So I wasn't expecting too much. And what I got rewarded with when I put it in, I remember at the time, was a really solid 3D platformer adventure game with SpongeBob. I couldn't believe how enthralled I was with this game. Yeah, I was a lot younger then. But even at that time, you could tell that this was something good. This was a very decent game. Actually, probably a very above average game. It was a really solid 3D platform adventure game. Anyway, I'm rambling on about it. So then the remake gets announced, and I go, oh, what a great game to remake. This is going to be really good. It doesn't even need that much of that many changes. From what I remember, the controls and that weren't too bad. The camera was a bit wonky. The graphics could use a bit of a bit of an up res. All that little stuff, you know, make sure the frame rate and stuff is solid, all good. And that's it. That's all you really need to do for that game to be something the, the remake, the rehydrated version, to be something really special, something solid. And they completely bungled it. I remember I bought it on Nintendo Switch. Now, that's not the most powerful console, but Jesus, the game's what? 10, 12, 14 fucking years old. It should run fine on it. I don't know what they've done to the textures, the backgrounds in the game. They look muddy. They look yuck. They look gross. The, the original game on the PlayStation 2 had... More vibrancy, a better color palette. How is that even possible? You've got the framework of the game right there. I don't know what they did here to make it look worse than the original. And when I played it on the Switch, the frame rate was fucking horrible. It couldn't even hit 30 frames per second. It must have been stuck somewhere around. Like I said, I've said this before, I'm no expert. I'm no technological genius, but it must have been somewhere floating around the early, the the low 20s. 20 frames per second. It would have been maybe 24, 25, something like that. But it just stuttered every time you'd do an attack, every time SpongeBob would jump, every time an enemy would move on the screen. It looked like it was stuttering. It was so fucking horrible. It was such a horrible remake. And if you look up the reviews and the scores for it, that seems to reflect my opinion as well. Because there just was such low effort put into it. And this is my main issue with these kind of remakes. No problem. If these games are deserving enough, if they hold significance enough to a certain amount of people, then yeah, you should remake them. That's a good thing. Modernize them, bring them into this day and age. Not a problem with that at all. But if you don't want to put the time or the effort in to deliver something of any quality, and that's blatantly a cash grab, then fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to support THQ Nordic's remakes anymore, as evident with Kingdoms of Amular re-reckoning as well, because... I didn't sink that much time into it. The original, sorry. I think that came out in like 2012. But it was solid. It was fluid. It looked good. And again, the same issues plague this version of the game that plagued the SpongeBob version of the game, both done by the same developers. And it was... Or the same company, I should say. I don't know the same actual developers worked on each game. But the same issues plague it. Frame rate issues. Horrible. It just, they don't maintain even 30 frames per second, which in 2020, I don't give a fuck if you're playing on a Switch or a PlayStation 5, is just unacceptable. <laughs> Games can't be running at that if you're going to release them on those platforms. And oddly enough, something that really jumped out comparing the two games to me 
is it has the same problem as SpongeBob with the backgrounds and the textures and everything looks muddier than the original. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't know if this is the engine they're using, if they actually look at these this artistic style and just think in their head that it's better because it really isn't. The vibrancy of these two games, they were very colourful games, the originals, and they seem it seems to be lost on the remakes. They seem dab. They seem dry. They seem uninspired. And it's such a shame because, especially with Kingdoms of Amulet, because that's something that I played a tiny bit of and it was a bit of a shame that I never actually got that into it. So I was so looking forward to getting into it and having better controls, better cameras, better graphics, all that good stuff, all those little tweaks that you have to put into a remake if you want to make it viable in 2020. Anyway, that's that's all i got to say. I just wanted to compare two companies on the opposite ends of the spectrum. One that does remakes brilliantly and another that does them... Uh, I mean, I said mediocre, but it's... It's below mediocre, I think. They're not unplayable games. They're just not good. <laughs> and and I should say as well, there's something I didn't actually bring up about these two games from THQ Nordic is the sound is off. I don't I don't know exactly why. It just seems like it doesn't pop with the same enthusiastic vibes that the original games did. I don't know. I mean, that's harder for me to say about Kingdoms of Amulet because I didn't sink enough time in it. But with SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, the rehydrated one, seems like they had this tingy, echoey sound where the original had a big, impactful, punchy sound when you smacked an enemy, when you jumped, when like you sound, you know, the springy noise of jumping and that. It was all seemed really lost. Even when you swing the your net as a weapon and bubbles come out sounded off. I don't know what is up with their sound design either. I just wanted to bring that up, even though that was a little rambling thing about it. But yeah, it just popped into my mind then. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. Now, what I wanted to discuss before we wrap it up for this episode of Back in the Day, we've had some good, we've had some bad remakes. We've had some middling remakes. Another one that I wanted to bring up, but I can't really speak on too much, but everyone regards it as an almost perfect remake is Resident Evil 2 as well because for the main foundations that we've been discussing here is that they maintain that core aspect of the game while bringing it up to modern standards with a modern camera, graphics, frame rate, etc, etc. And that is a highly guard, regarded, regarded game that I wish I... Actually, I've got to get in and play it because... I just, I don't know, it just kind of went under the radar, even though there was so much hype about it and so much good reaction to it, I never got around to it. So I guess actually now would probably be a good time to get into it with such a lull in games being released. But what I wanted to discuss to as a closing out of this episode is, yes, we've had some good, we've had some bad, we've had some middling, but what are the games that I would love to see remade the most? What are some remakes that I really really hankering for and it's almost hard to choose out out of this amazing pantheon of games that are in existence which ones are worthy of a remake which ones need a remake i mean the first one that pops into mind for me has to be metal gear solid the original metal gear solid well the the one on playstation i'm not talking about the one that was made when the fuck was that in 1987 or something the one on playstation by hideo kojima 
Now, there are actually rumors. That's why I wanted to start with this one. There's been slight rumors that Bluepoint are doing a Metal Gear Solid remake. And oh, God, if that was true, it could not be in better hands. I really hope that is true. I'd love to see what they do with Solid Snake. With the, oh, <laughs> just, I get giddy even thinking about it. That would be years away, it would be my imagining. They've just finished up with Demon Souls. But if that's their next, next project, that is awesome. So I wanted to start with one that could possibly be in existence or is going to come into existence. So that's exciting. But apart from that, what personally just jumps to my mind about what I'd really like for a remake? Let's move on now to like some of the ones that are just so outlandish that they would just never happen. But these are ones personal to me that I would love to see remakes of. The first one I wanted to talk about is Space Station Silicon Valley. Now, I don't blame you if you go, what the f***? Has this guy lost his mind? That thing doesn't even exist. I don't know how many people would have ever heard of Space Station Silicon Valley. It was a it was a game on the N64, so that's, what, 20, 25 years ago. It was a long time ago. But I can't believe how good this game was. I'm sure it's dated as hell. I haven't played it forever. But the premise was so fun. It was such a fun game. It was cartoonish. It was over the top. It had you play as basically a computer chip (laughs) with with your buddy and you've crashed into this space station that's like basically a zoo for mechanical animals and you as this microchip can possess these animals and you have to try and get through these levels using the different animals abilities and it sounds so idiotic and in a way it is and that's what's so appealing but the premise was so good the gameplay was good the levels were so good they were themed you know it was like jungle snow desert they had variants of that and there was a good puzzle aspect and just a funny zany over the top feeling vibe that i don't feel we get anymore well not often in video games everyone wants to take themselves so seriously so dark and drab all the time which is good yeah i love that i love a good a bit of good dark brooding gameplay and story elements and narrative and all that no problem but sometimes it's good to just kick back and have a fucking bit of fun with a game you know i wish that that will never ever happen so don't worry about that that's my personal long shot another one that i really would love to see a remake of that won't happen is diddy kong racing speaking of remakes diddy kong racing did actually get a remake for the nintendo ds it was originally at another Nintendo 64 game that I believe was actually superior to Mario Kart 64. Had an open world element where you could go around and you basically you had to find balloons to open new areas, new racetracks, that kind of thing. It had level bosses. At the end of a world, you had a boss you had to race. It was such a great thing. They would attack you, shoot at you, try to outmaneuver you. And it was such a refreshing take on this kart racing genre. Even back then, I don't know why. Even then I felt like, wow, this is something new as compared to Mario Kart. They had, yeah, the open world, secret areas. They also had a battle mode. It was such a solid title. And you kind of ask yourself, okay, it was so great. Why haven't they made another one? The big answer is because, well, Rare developed it. Back then, Rare was pretty much exclusively making Nintendo games. And then they've been acquired by Microsoft. They've been with Microsoft ever since. They're the people that make Sea of Thieves. I'm guessing if you know games, you know a little bit about Rare. If not, that's them. So that brings up a whole bunch of licensing issues because they made the game with Nintendo, Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong. 
obviously Nintendo own the licenses to those characters. Rare are with Microsoft. It would be a whole uh, mindfuck of litigation trying to get them to work together to make this game that honestly I don't know has a mass appeal for everyone except for me because I hold a special place in my heart. So there's a couple the outlandish ones that just I don't think will ever happen, unfortunately. But I would love to see Nintendo do a proper remake of Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask because they keep remaking these other ones. I mean, I don't give a fuck about. Now, if you grew up with them, that's all cool. I'm just being selfish here. But even Breath of the Wild, I still believe Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are the best 3D era Zelda games. And I don't know why. I know they've had remakes before, you know, on, on what, the Wii U or the Wii or whatever. But give me a fucking... Give me a brand new one. Really put the effort in. Really put it in. Not just Don't just up-res the textures and stuff. Mate, you know, they don't even change the camera in the other one, like Mario 3D All-Stars. But I would love to see those two. Even with a different... Their ones, I wouldn't mind if you did it and put a bit of a different reimagining on them. Mix it up a bit. Nintendo, you play it so fucking safe to the point of... To the point of just exhaustion. What What is the point of me even going to buy something like Mario 3D All-Stars if I had the original games on a 64? No fucking point. Anyway, they're ones I would love to see Nintendo put it in. You remember that feeling? I remember the feeling of Ocarina of Time going out in a Hyrule field and just being blown away like, oh my God, this is a world. And that iconic score kicks in, that... <laughs> Man, that is a gaming moment. I'm going to treasure that forever. Make it again. Pass that on to people this generation. Let them have access to it. Oh, my fucking Nintendo. And another one, we'll end on this one, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about Time Splitters 2. Now, I know Time Splitters is the original one. It doesn't really matter if you play them in order. I guess it does. The The third one, Time Splitters Future Perfect, is a bit more story-driven. But... Who cares? That's not what it's about. It's a first-person shooter that was just so mind-bending in the era of when we had Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, and those things were blowing our minds. Out comes Time Splitters. They were they were made up of a team of developers that did kind of split off from Rare, who also made Goldeneye. They made Perfect Dark, and they split off and formed their own team, their own development team, Free Radical, and they made this amazing first-person shooter with this multiplayer. <laughs> that still hasn't been matched. I remember running around, once again, I think with the cousin, we're playing the multiplayer, the split screen, and we would spend hours on it, over-the-top, zany fun, different characters, different guns, so much great stuff that just has seemed to go by the wayward. If we are talking about couch co-op or couch multiplayer, it's kind of making a little bit of a comeback. I mean, it's understandable. We're in a different age. Everybody's online now. I get that. But if you can put that experience into an online experience, even if it doesn't have to be couch co-op, couch multiplayer, whatever, man, you would be on to a winner. But I think the same thing there. I can't remember if it's an exclusive to PlayStation or something like that. There's a whole bunch of licensing issues, litigation issues that would make it very difficult for a Time Splitters 2 remaster, unfortunately. But if you if somehow you have access to Time Splitters 2, man, or you can get access, go back and play that game. It still holds up pretty well, pretty decently, I might add. I've, like I said, I don't have a PC, so I don't know. I can't speak to the controls of it or anything like that. 
but I've watched a few gameplay videos of it without being modded up the ass or anything, so it looks amazing. Just the original gameplay still holds up pretty decently. It's not going to blow your mind. It's not a Call of Duty or something like that. But the gameplay is so solid that the core of it remains fun. And if it was updated now to 2020, 2021, we'd be in for a real winner. Anyway, I'll leave it there, guys. I've been rambling on. But that's kind of what this podcast is, more just a bit of a ramble, have a bit of a chat, have a laugh, have a bit of fun, and I hope you enjoyed it. So at the end of the podcast, I just want to let you know too, the Facebook page, the Instagram, the Ethereal Gaming Media, you look them up, we'll be there. Jump on, let me know what you want to want discussed or a topic you'd like to talk about. Send in some questions, anything like that. If you're in the mood, leave us a like, a subscribe, drop a comment, whatever, any of that good shit. It's all appreciated. It all helps. And if you're not in the mood, then all good. <laughs> you don't have to do it. I just, if you can, that really helps out. Anyway, guys, I hope the hay fever wasn't too bad. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a good one.